Welcome everyone to Adventures into Reality with myself, Kathy Ma, and normally with the galactic historian Andrew Bartsis, but he is off doing all things galactic this week and doing a lot of taping for his membership and his website, which you can always keep updated at andrewbartsis.com. And if you would like to learn more about me, please check out my website, which is Kathy's Pearls of Wisdom.com. That's Kathy with a K. And also remember, if you want to get a private session with Andrew or myself, you can contact Tanok at Tanok at GalacticHistorian.com. That's T-E-N-O-C-H at GalacticHistorian.com. And we'll be able to get to the bottom of your issues and help you see a better way ahead. And for those of you that want to call in today, the phone number, Laura's number is one for U.S., 956-217-0261 and the station number is 1 for US 347-688-2902 and for those of you that would like to Skype in please Skype Laura Lee Solomon that's L-A-U-R-A-L-E-E-S-O-L-O-M-O-N and if you are going to contact her please make sure that you're both added to each other's contact list because if you have not added to the contact list on Skypes and the contacts, then she can't put you through. <clears throat> Excuse me. And also, please remember, no video calls. And when you come on and you're waiting, please mute. So today being Monday, an awesome Monday actually, the last Monday in September, it's just, oh, I don't know. I don't even know what to say about today. I can just feel the energy, like, gushing through. So much has gone on around the world. So much has gone on in terms of energetically, globally. It's a very exciting time to be in. A lot of you may have experienced a lot of change, um, you know, and there's a lot of stuff that is changing within the energies of the world, the universe, the sky, the moon, the sun, etc. We've had a lot of questions about that. And whether or not this is a, shall we say, a chaotic time. For some people, it is a chaotic time. Other people, it will be smooth. It's um, ending and a rebirth. Starting, ending, always very, very exciting stuff. One of the things I also wanted to talk about was for those of you that are really having a hard time this year, being year of the monkey, don't worry. It's only a few more months left. And then we're into next year, which will be year of the rooster. So we can all take a collective sigh of, ooh, thank goodness. <laughs> so without any ado, we'll take our first caller, which is, let's see, 813. What is your name and where are you calling from? Hello. Hello, 813. Hi, Kathy. Hi, how are you? What's your name Fine. and where are you calling from? Uh, my name is Kevin. I'm calling mm -hmm. from Gainesville, Florida. Ooh, okay, Kevin. What would you like to talk about today? I don't know. Um, maybe maybe a, a reading of my energies. And, and uh, I, I wanted to ask uh, about using the Seal of Solomon or the Star of David as a Reiki symbol. Oh, that's a very interesting question. Um, okay, let's start with looking at your energies first and get into that. When I look at your energy at the moment, to me, it's like you're in a little bit of a lull. You might not feel like you're in a lull, but the, the good thing about being in a lull and not really being aware of it is that you're about to really comet through and have an enormous big influx of high 
a really, um, let's call it an energetic uh, charge almost, almost like a battery. If you can imagine you're at a battery and you're at half energy and you get charged like a rechargeable battery and you go up to 100, that's kind of what it's going to be like for you. The next few months will be very, very exciting. I think that you'll almost say, oh, my goodness, you know, here I am thinking not much goes on in my life and, whoa, do I regret those words. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's good. It's good, you know. All things good sometimes start off looking like, wow, I can't do this, I can't do that because it's just too much. But what I'm going to say to you is you're ready. You know, you really are ready. You've done your resting. You've done your good groundwork. I like that. Even though you haven't been super good on doing all your grounding stuff, you are very grounded. So I like that too. I'd like you to spend a bit more time with that purely because what's coming up for you over the next few months is just going to be so dynamic that it's, you know, any little bit of extra help you can give yourself in grounding will be great. You're going to have a bettering of circumstance. And what that means is you're going to um, have either, uh, what you call it, um, a better offer within your career, a promotion, um, even a sideways promotion. If you're looking to change, you will get offered a new job. All these range of things is the bettering of circumstance. I really like it a lot. I don't know that you think that you need it, but when you get offered these new challenges, you'll be like, wow, can I do that? But you can. You're ready. You really can. Okay. Don't be daunted. Um, just because it's slightly different and you think it, sort of puts the chains of responsibility on you a bit. It doesn't matter because you cope well. It's just your preconceived idea about it bogging you down, whereas in reality it won't. You're very good at time management when you want to be. You're very good at delegating when you want to be. And those are the skills that you're going to be using um, over the next few months. And it will really show you how far you've come. I like it a lot. Okay. Yeah, I just recently graduated from massage therapy school, and uh, I, I, I haven't like, I haven't had my license in it yet, but I, I intend on doing that. Mm. If you go for any test or exam, as long as you do your basic study, you will pass it no problem. I Whatever it. you Thank think you. is difficult is not difficult. It's just that people have told you it's difficult, so you think you need to prepare for difficult, but for you, it is not difficult. Okay, thank you. Okay. Um, okay, so let's get down to specific questions. Do you have, so you, you asked me about um, Reiki and incorporating different types of symbology or methodology into it, right? Yes, ma'am. When I look at, at what you asked me, you know, the, the, the thing that really stands out to me so much is the Star of David it seems to resonate so well with you. Have you been using that symbol a lot? Um, I've used it. Um, I am a Sufi Muslim. That's what I consider myself. And it, mm -hmm. it, it and it, it kind of resonates. I, 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 uh, I believe I have some Jewish, uh, lineage in my family as well. So it, it kind of resonates with me. Mm. It, it just seems to really light up. I mean, really light up when I see it. I think if you were to incorporate that into your therapy, whether it's in your room or just displaying symbology or even using some of the, let's say, Vogel crystals with the Star of David on them, you would find that really enhances all the treatments that you do, 
the where people are hesitant to possibly share, you know, feelings or emotions with you, they would suddenly feel embraced in that warmth and safety. So I like it a lot. Cool, cool, cool. I also like it a lot because it does open up quite a few energy centers within you. Okay. And, and, and could you go into a little more detail about that? What is that noise? Is that a bird? It's a crow. I'm outside. Oh, oh that's okay. I was just saying, is that a parrot? Can't be a parrot. <laughs> See, he's agreeing with me. <laughs> um, when I say um, that you will open up more energy centers within you, what I mean is, let's say, uh, for example, you have a few images of it around in your healing room. And let's say you may even use one of the um, Vogel cut crystals, which has the Star of David on. What you would find is that suddenly your hands feel so much more activated than they are. You know, when you're, when you're doing Reiki, you suddenly, you, you can feel the heat in your hands, you feel the activation. And it's very difficult to remember what they used to feel like before because that's become the norm. And even when, before you get um, opened up and initiated in Reiki, especially Reiki 1, you know, they tell you to take note of your hands and because you don't understand, you can never truly understand what they mean, even though you do take note of it. And, and then after your activation, you're like, well, is it the same? I think my hands were hot before. And it's very difficult to, to know, remember how it felt before. But when you have these energy centers that open up within you, it'll be like there's no mistaking that this is something different, something extra, something turbo almost, um, because the force of the energy that you'll feel coming through your hands is amazing. Um, and of course, you know, when, you, when you're touching people or, you know, doing any types of healing, you yourself will feel that amazing activation. But I would be surprised if people didn't mention to you, it feels like you've got hot pads on your hands. Like, and it's difficult to describe because when you're doing Reiki, you already have very hot hands. But this almost would feel like they think that you've put your hand on a heating pad and then put it on. I mean, it's going to be amazing and especially when you're dealing with um, internal organs kind of um, let's call it rejuvenation fix up um, recharge for people they will feel an amazing difference so you could even mention to them you know I'd love your feedback you know in two weeks time if, you, if you've noticed a massive difference or even not please let me know because I'm feeling like there's a lot more energy channeled through and that will give them that awareness as well about themselves to notice particular organs within themselves and see the difference. Any uh, thoughts or advice on, I, I, would, I would say polarity therapy, um, any thoughts or advice on that? Mm, I would say when it comes to something like that, you would have an innate sense um, about how to pursue with that. I don't know that you would necessarily follow the, let's call it more um, set out way of, of um, I'm trying to think of a way to describe this. Let's say something like that, you have an A, then B, then C, and then D kind of way to do it. When you start, especially once your energy centers throughout your own system open up, you will find that you just have an innate sense of how to do it 
that is not quite the same. So you might even go, you know, I'm, I'm going to go to A, then I'm going to D, then I'm going to X, and then back to B. You might not be able to understand why you do that. All you know is that it works because you're drawing upon different types of energy around you, accessing different kind of energy that most people have. So it's almost like you're grabbing little ingredients from your spice rack and mixing them up in a in a uh, mixing bowl and then making a dough and then putting it out. You couldn't really mm, logically explain it, I suppose, um, to someone, but it works. And as far as you're concerned, as long as you can achieve it to work, it really kind of doesn't matter. Okay. Um, but don't be concerned if you have trouble following a set formula for something like that. Just go with it because the results will speak volumes for you. Okay. Thank you. Um, what else I don't know. I don't, that, that, that's kind of what I wanted to focus on in a sense. Um, I, I, I had a pretty, pretty good experience um, with, with that modality in, in school, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, shoot. I had a real good question for Andrew, but I guess uh, it'll have to wait. Uh, I appreciate that. I know. It's, 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 it's not the time today. <laughs> the Galactic historian is out. <laughs> he will be back. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for calling, Kevin. Have a good one. All right, then. Wow. What an interesting call. Thank you so much for calling in. And it's, it's very interesting when people talk about doing Reiki and adding different modalities to it or different types of um, healing or aids. It, it is really, really interesting what can happen because even I have seen people doing work um, with you know, different things that they've added into it, whether it's a crystal, whether it's a symbol, a symbology kind of thing, or whether it's, you know, um, light therapy, sound therapy, all this stuff. And it's quite amazing how some people can just instinctively know what to add with it to really foster that kind of relationship within the healing modality. So I love that you're getting inventive with it. All right, let's take our next caller. That's 319. Where are you calling from and what is your name? Hi, is this Lori. This is Lori. Hi, Lori. <laughs> For all of those that are calling uh, that don't know, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Ooh, Iowa. What do you want to talk about, Lori? It's great to talk to you again. Well, for some reason, I knew I was next, and that just blows my mind. Um, <laughs> I met you at I met you at the event in Seattle, and I'm the one who gave you the Mystic Chocolate. <laughs> oh, the Mystic Chocolate! That was oh, awesome. Thank you so much. That was so kind of you. Oh, you're so welcome. Well, you know, it's interesting because, and and I definitely want to ask you about that business that I have, but. I was still formulating the flavors. I knew the concept that I wanted to create. And then when Andrew started advertising his event, Living the Mystical Life Daily, I knew, I absolutely knew it had to be ready by then. And it, and it absolutely was. Um, but I, I do want to ask you, um, oh my gosh, I guess I, I knew I was next, but I didn't even have time to formulate a question other than 
tell me about Mystic Chocolate. I mean, what do you see for it? I, I have a lot of people telling me it's going to be very big, um, and I'm in the process of getting the word out and doing some connecting and some marketing on it locally and then regionally and then hopefully even nationally. So I'd like your, your take on what's going on. So for the listeners out there, why don't you just do a brief description of what Mystic Chocolate is? It is raw um, artisan chocolate, and it's made in small batches. I make it myself with three ingredients, raw cacao butter, raw cacao powder, and coconut palm sugar. I infuse it with medicine, flower extracts, and essences. It's not an essential oil, but it is an organic type of flavoring. And I also infuse it with quartz crystal and then also tensor ring technology from twistedsage.com, as well as New Earth Energetics, any two software from newearthenergetics.biz, from Maxine Kaiser and Brian Vesco does the Twisted Sage. And so it's bringing together these energies. It also uses the flavors and the spices that support the chakra system. So each of the chakras is addressed. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's it in a nutshell. So how, how do you think that it, it affects and supports the chakras? Well, each of the chakras need different things. Um, the root chakra, of course, is grounding. Um, it has to do with the color red. It also um, symbolizes heat. So, for instance, the root chakra, I flavor it with, cher with cherry for the red color, of, of course, and the energy of that color in the fruit itself. A little bit of five spice and a little bit of cayenne. Um, and so that's kind of how I've treated each of the different flavors for each of the chakras. Mm, how ingenious. <laughs> yeah, so the, the, the color is inferred, you know, the color, the energy of the color is in the fruits that I chose. So, mm -hmm, yeah. mm -hmm. Okay, well, that's great. So at least everyone now is a little bit familiar with what you've been creating. And just like that, you've got a lot of people to hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay, let's look at what's going on for you. When I look at your, your product itself, I really, really love what you've done. I think that everything that you've put into this product is fantastic. I love the ingredients that you've used. Um, definitely, whatever you do, keep some of those ingredients secret because it's going to be one of those things that really sets you apart from other products. Um, wow. When I look at your business model, let's call it a business model. I say let's call it a business model because I really think you haven't spent a lot of time um, going through all the nuts and bolts of it. Um, and when I say that, what I mean is I want you to go back over your business model and I want you to write down what your goal is. Of course, apart from making their trillion dollars and everyone having good chocolate, what is your goal? And I want you to think about your goal for this year, next year, the year after. So almost put down like a five-year plan in your goals, what you want to achieve 2016, 2017, etc. So it seems like it's very in-depth for just a, <clears throat> a goal slash mission statement. But for you, you need to be very clear on these things. Because you're going to get so much information and so many opinions, it's going to start to confuse you about what to do. That's why I want you to spend more time going through the beginning of it. And then when you when you look at what plans you've got um, in terms of marketing in it, 
I want you to really think about what is it that you think your markets are, because to me it's like you've you've mm, how can I put it? It's like you've put it too general. Let's say, and I'll just make this up now. Let's say you wanted to get um, into a supermarket chain, and you've put down get into supermarket chain, um, you know, in Iowa, in um, Montana, and um, San Francisco, you know, whatever it is. Instead of saying that, I want you to go back and you think, which supermarket do you want to be in? Do you want to be in Lowe's? Yeah. Do you want to be yeah. in Harris Teeter? You know, I want you to be more specific about it because one of the reasons, apart from you needing to be clear on this, is that your creative energy at the moment is very, very high. So the more that you can be specific about your abundance creation uh, and where you want it to come from, the better off you're going to be over these kinds of things because this is like a, a marketing strategy it's this is not um an, an abundance creation like i want to create more love in my life from all places or i want to create more job opportunity in my life from all places this is more like i need to mm, get some positive marketing and product placement within this state this particular state but I, I really need it in these types of supermarkets or these types of artisan chocolate stores or you know what whatever it is that you think you want to do you need to be more specific about it um, okay well um i can tell you right now that the biggest niche that that made itself um i mean it just is front and center is is the yoga community um so I've been I've been looking at getting the word out in that way. Um, I'm going to a lunch party for Yoga Iowa magazine uh, for their fall issue October 11th in Des Moines, which is the capital of our state, and um, that's going to reach a lot of people. I've already been invited to another yoga festival um, in Dubuque in April, and um, and that kind of thing. So it, it seems like that is one of the the places I am looking at, as well as healing centers. And salons and spas; um, mm. those those are the other places that I'm looking that this would really go well with. Mm-hmm. Well, when I look at it, I like the places that you're doing, but I think you need to add places such as um, sports fanatic kind of places, like gyms, uh-huh. muscle building. I know it seems weird, but you have to remember. Everyone in that kind of um, venue or who is doing those kind of activities always needs things like chocolate, whether it's good chocolate, bad chocolate, indifferent chocolate. You can never stay super healthy all the time and not have those cravings. All right, we're coming up to the music. Just hold on for me, Laurie, and we'll get back to you right after the music. Welcome back, everyone, to Adventures into Reality with myself, Kathy Ma, and uh, normally the amazing Andrew Bartsitz, galactic historian. However, today he is not here. He was out doing all things galactic and getting ready to do more interesting things for his website, which you can check out at andrewbartsitz.com. And if you would like to learn more about me, please check out my website at kathyspearlsofwisdom.com. That's Kathy with a K. And for those of you interested in a private session and that want to go deeper with your questions with either Andrew or myself, go ahead and call the office now at 1 for US, 
360-894-0692. And they'll be happy to answer any questions that you have. Again, the number for a one-on-one -on -one session with Andrew and myself is one for us 360-894-0692. And for those of you who are trying to call into the show, Laura's number is one for us 956-217-0261. Or the station number, which is one for US again, 347 688 And if you would like to Skype in, please contact Laura Lee Solomon. That's L-A-U-R-A-L-E-E-S-O-L-O-M-O-N. And when you do contact Laura, please make sure that you add her and she will add you to the contacts because if you're not in each other's contact list she cannot put you through and just to remind you no video calls because our system can't take that only skype calls okay so laurie yes i'm here good thank you for holding on <laughs> absolutely <laughs> okay so one of the things is i like the, the sports kind of places let's call let's just say gyms to make it easy because okay. you will find even though it seems a strange place to do it i just see a big affinity and i guess it's all the people that want to cheat on their diet etc who knows or needs that extra bit of energy i think you will do well with that and you know everyone there has mothers girlfriends sisters um people that are chocoholics so they all would be very interested in these type of products i also think that yeah it is it's it's weird i didn't really think i would see something like that but there you go okay. i also think that you need to focus more on like a specialty supermarket chain also okay um to me you would go hand in hand with some of their products and it's also a place where people look for birthday presents. So don't discount the power of last minute shopping. <laughs> Do you everyone. have a chain in mind, Kathy? Do you have a chain in mind? You know, I really am thinking something like Harris Teeter type of thing. Um, something that you would consider a little bit more gourmet, bit of, a little bit more expensive than your everyday supermarket um, because I think some of these stores are also trying to jazz up their gourmet sections. So, you know, Harriet, maybe that's that's yeah. their plan for the 2017 thing. Who, who knows? Yeah, yeah. But I see that, you know, there is some jazzing up of those kind of sections and they're looking to do new things and things that are not in mainstream places yet. So I think that would also be very good. I like areas that are more sunny than cold. Okay. Um, so that's another thing you can focus on. Um, in terms of logistics in, in shipping these kind of products to those kind of places, you'll have to spend more care on it because I think yeah. the shipping for you is gonna be further and because of the heat, it's gonna be an issue. So whenever you are planning to do shipping to places like that, just be more careful in your choice of um, transport, I guess I mean. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Do you, do you see it being, I see it being international. Um, so, you know, I have friends in Australia. I've already shipped some to Japan. <laughs> so, yeah. Woo-hoo! <laughs> <laughs> 
know, I, I think specialty stores are always going to be your best bet. So if you okay. were going to do, do um, globally, I would, let's say if you're going to Japan, I would go into the more high-end supermarkets and stores. So you've got things like, I mean, I can't think of them offhand. Some of their names are hard to pronounce. But anything that's like a Mitsukoshi or above kind of level. Um, and there are stores there that do a lot of um, business with special, uh, uh, not raspberries, uh, strawberries, oranges and stuff. And in fact, they sell them one at uh, one piece all packaged up because they have these oh, wow. special uh, organic ways of growing them, hydroponics, whatever. But they're, they're like giant oranges, giant strawberries. Um, but where you find products like that, you will also excel because they're already got that market coming to them. So when you're looking at stores over there, I go online and just look and see for those type of things because where they have those type of things, they would be definitely interested in you. Um, the Australian market, i got to say, I'm not loving it so much. Um, I think that they're possibly not ready for a product like yours in terms of uh, price range. They have a lot of different choices. I mean, you know, I'm Australian, so I love that you want to go there. <laughs> I, well, I, I, I have a friend in Japan, yeah, yeah. I don't know that Australia is the right time for you. I would no, probably no, no. put that like 2018 onwards. Um, but certainly Asia, yeah. Asia I like, um, Thailand I like, um, so Japan I like. Uh, and what is that other country I'm seeing? You know, I'd almost say, I, I think it's Singapore. Singapore, to me, look like they have a lot of little boutique kind of shops that sell unique little things that are edible. So I, I just use those kind of words when you do your search and have a look because I think you will find something like that or you'll find at least people that are agents that supply places like that. Very cool. Um, there's a, there's another aspect of my business that's making itself known for Mystic Chocolate. I was just introduced to cannabis oil, um, mm -hmm. and I made some, and people want to buy it. Mm -hmm. So this might be a whole different line of chocolate, but perhaps we'll save that from another, for another phone call. I, I do want to continue to, to focus on, on Mystic Chocolate. Um, okay. Can I ask can, can I ask one other question about my health? Yes, uh, just to go back to the chocolates, uh, Sprouts Farmer's yeah. Market, do you know that? I'm sorry, say that again? Sprouts Farmer's Market. Can you spell it? S-P-R-O-U-T-S, like alfalfa sprouts? Oh, sprouts, Farmer's Market. Sorry, yeah. my accent. <laughs> sprouts, Farmer's Market. Yeah, I think they have that in Boulder. I, I've been to the, one of those stores. Yeah. Mm, I'd keep that one in mind also. Um, okay. But let, let's just go back a little bit more to your marketing of this first. Um, okay, okay. Another thing Absolutely. that I want you to think about is you need to write more text that introduces this product better. Um, okay. I know you've already got some spiel, but I want you to think about if you were like a hardcore marketer, what are you going to say? And even though it doesn't necessarily sit well with you because they've got all the hard sell keywords in it, 
I want you to think of that. If you can't do that, then find someone who can, <laughs> because okay. you need a lot of different kind of text. And when you're you're doing your intro sheet to potential buyers, potential sources that they can distribute for you, you need all that key stuff in your synopsis. You know, like the most delicious chocolate in the universe. If that's what they say, then that's what it has to be, even though you think that's OTT. Because <laughs> sometimes okay. you have to bow to the advice of experts over things like this to capture interest. Once you've caught interest, they're interested in everything that you have, but you need to have more keywords that are going to capture the interest first, because if you can't get them past the first three quarters of a page, then it's already defeatist in a way. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And then when you're doing things for online, I want you to think more about not just taking a picture of the product, but having the product cut. Like, say, it, let's say it's a chocolate, right? And you have a picture mm -hmm. of chocolates in a nice box, etc. I want you to think about cutting the chocolate, have things ooze out of it so people can see, so that they, it's almost like you're thinking sticky toffee pudding. Oh, yum. <laughs> like when you just look at the pudding, it's like, oh, it's a pudding. But when you see everything ooze out, you're like, oh, I must have it. <laughs> that's, <laughs> okay. that's the imagery that's going to help you. So even if it's okay. in the in the making process where you've gone and got that imagery, oh. something like that, yeah. put it in, you know, um, yeah. because – that is what is going to get people's saliva going. And once the saliva gets going, they got a lot more interest. Well, one of the things that we want to do is post a video of the stone grinder and open it up, and you can see this beautiful, smooth chocolate. Just, just like It's just mm -hmm. magical to watch because no one has any idea what is stone grinding? How do you even make chocolate? What does this thing do? Mm, and so we mm. thought that would add some interest. And it's like watching chocolate sheets, you know. It's, it's hard to describe, but it's, it's the most amazing thing. If you love chocolate, you're like, oh, my God, where's the spoon? <laughs> you yeah. know? That's exactly the sort of thing I'm talking about. <laughs> okay, I've got it. I, I've dialed into that. <laughs> <laughs> and then another, another little side thing you can do with your marketing is I want you to consider things like running little campaigns. And even if, if you yourself are not set up so well to run these kind of campaigns, do a campaign okay. that is, is sort of like, you know, um, for the month of, you know, well, we're coming into October. Let's say for the month of October, you can nominate someone who's got a, a special birthday, anniversary, whatever it is that you decide. And the first hundred people, we will send a free box of chocolates to because right. that is something that generates interest. You're doing something for someone else, and they're already liking your product and introducing it to someone else. Right. So your cost is just the, the chocolate and the shipping. I mean, obviously, you could do within the U.S., whatever your restriction is in terms of the money, but yeah. do something like this so that people have you know, an incentive to help spread the word for you because your product okay. is good. They just have to taste it. Um, and then, you know, people are always looking for ideas for, you know, 21st birthday, anniversary, you know, whatever it is that that you can think of, people need gift ideas. Awesome. You know, or even if it's you've got someone, um, you know, who's in hospital and, you know, blah, 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 you want to cheer them up, you know, whatever it is. You just use those 
inventive ideas that you have and just do little campaigns like this because you don't have to do it all the time. Just do it, you know, one month for, for whatever it is. And then when you get the hang of it and you can see some response, then you can decide if you want to do one, you know, a few months later, etc. But this is a very um, friendly and engaging way to get your audience interested in what you have and to get more people to taste it. Because there's so many days of, you know, this is the annual chocolate day and annual grandparents week. And, you know, there's all these, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All kinds of ideas. And so if someone who's listening to this show at the moment or listens to the replay that comes out, how would they contact you if they want to know more about it or purchase chocolate or... Well, well, I can give a couple pieces of information. Uh, first is the website, which is mystic, M as in man, Y, S as in Sam, T as in Tom, I, C as in cat, dash, chocolate.com. So that's mystic-chocolate.com. Or they can email Lori, that's L-A-U-R-I-E, mm-hmm. at sweetrawjoy.com. Mm-hmm. sweetrawjoy.com okay that's great I think our producer Laura Lee will email you so look out for that fabulous <laughs> <laughs> we're already always, imagining all the chocolate oozing out <laughs> <laughs> and I always, I always like to include a sample of what's coming so I always do that for all of my clients so. <laughs> oh that's excellent news very excellent news Okay, so your other question was about health, right? Yeah, I have um, I have a lower back. Um, I've already been to see a cranial sacral therapist once. I was seeing my chiropractor for. Hang on a second, a uh, caller seven zero seven. Can you please mute or put your hand over the phone? Okay, sorry about that, Laurie. Oh, I was I wondering thought it was where you originally. Was <laughs> the cat's outside. Thank, thank goodness. Um, um, anyway, I, I, I'm having issues with, with a sore lower back, um, sacral area, and I've, I've been to the chiropractor for a few weeks, and I went to a cranial sacral therapist also, and it continues to be sore. I've been doing some strengthening exercises, but I'm wondering, um, what else is there? I, I know it has to do with past life issue, but perhaps you can shed some light on that, too. Mm. Have you had this... For like on and off, like since uh, I'd say adolescence, just got a bit worse as you got older. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's like, it's, I guess in the, in the last in the last eight to nine months, especially. Yeah. Mm. To me, it looks like you had some type of injury in your adolescence. It may not have been dramatic, but at the same time, it's almost like a lot of stuff got. I'm going to say it's like it's not aligned properly. It's misaligned. And you probably, if you went to someone like a, I guess, a chiropractor or an acupressure person, they would probably tell you that one leg is a little bit shorter than the other. Um, And the reason for that is because you're not, your hips and that sacrum area are not properly aligned. So you really need to do some work to get that realigned because when you can realign this, you will find that a lot of your other symptoms will dissipate. 
Um, I would suggest someone like uh, acupressure. Do you have someone in your area that does something like that? Um, not that I'm aware of, but I'm sure I can find someone. I mean, a chiropractor also probably could do it, but I prefer the acupressure for you because I think it's a little bit more gentle and they'll work more on the meridians uh, in your uh, lower sacrum area. Okay. In the meantime, one of the things I suggest for you is just do some self-massage. Now, if you were to put both your hands um, above your sacrum and then you go down a little bit, uh, to the upper of your bum cheeks and you can feel that you've got like let's say two you know meaty sections under your hands I want mm -hmm. you to then put pressure on your fingertips and then draw them up rake them up like towards your spine and then when you get to your hip then spread them out towards your hips so you've got that kind of wing motion you, you kind of know what I mean I think so, yeah. I'm kind of doing it right now. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> so, so you've, okay. you've, you've got your fingers down there, and so your hand is pretty much halfway down your bum, both hands mm -hmm. on, on each cheek. And then you're putting pressure on, um, like you were trying to stop blood, that kind of pressure. And then you're okay. going up, so you go up towards your sacrum, and then when you your if you um, draw your thumbs out, you can feel that you're pretty much in the creases of your hips, that area. That's when okay. you start to spread out towards them. So you're like raking it along, okay? And what I'd like okay. you to do is just use some oil, like massage oil or baby oil, whatever you feel comfortable with, and just okay. keep doing that. Because what that will do is it will drain a lot of stuff within that area. And the more you drain it, the more everything in there can loosen up. Because at the moment, like sometimes I'm sure you, you will touch it and it feels kind of not swollen, but it's like you having retention. You know that it's not just oh, yeah. fat, you know. But yeah. if you keep doing yeah. that every day, you will notice that you don't have that same swollen puffiness there. And that's okay. what you want because if you can do that, then everything inside has a, a chan more chance to realign. And it will also give you relief. <laughs> um, Wonderful. So do that and see if you can get an acupressure person to work on that. Because I think if you, let's say for acupressure, you probably wouldn't want to do more than once a week for this sort of thing. After about four or five sessions, you should really feel a lot freer and really not that much, um, let's say, pain. Not pain, but not so much aching that bothers you. Yeah. Wonderful. But to me, it looks like it's something that, you know, you had some small, some kind of injury in your adolescence, like, you know, um, and it's a kind of injury like, you know, you're falling off a skateboard and fell. Like, it's not big enough to have been taken to, to uh, a doctor to see it, but it's done enough um, harm in that it's uh, disaligned everything and the soreness that you felt you probably thought would go away. It's just, the not, you know, you get busy as a kid and then you forget about it and then it keeps coming back and you wonder what happened, you know. Yeah. Well, I don't even remember what it was, so it must not have, you know, got my attention. So <laughs> it, It'd be something like, you know, falling off a swing, falling off a skateboard, you know, something that's not, right, didn't draw right. blood. Something wasn't ordinary. Yeah. 
you know, then you probably weren't even supposed to be doing it, so you didn't tell him. <laughs> you know, if you own up to having doing whatever you did, you probably would have got grounded, <laughs> or not, or not be allowed to go play. You know, whatever it is, but it doesn't seem like it was a big accident. It just seems like it was something where you just, you know, fell, hurt yourself, and and that's what happened. Mm, okay. Wow. Well, wonderful. All right. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you so much. I I still am just amazed that I got through. I I can't believe it. (laughs) But I'm so glad I did. (laughs) Well, it's your lucky day, right? (laughs) Yes. Maybe also, you know, having met me at the event, we've just got that synergy. I I think so. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, Debbie looked after those chocolates, hid them all away. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Good for her. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for calling, Laurie, and thank you oh, so much for coming you. to the event. Oh, I plan to come back next year, so I'm very much looking forward to it. It was amazing. And for, you know, I know you, you guys are going to be working on making it even better next year, and I, I'll be back. Yeah, well, next year, um, Andrew's already thinking he'll do it for four days because two days just wasn't long enough. Yes, yeah, I think that's an, a wonderful idea. And and what you found, too, is that, well, what I saw is there was so much connecting going on before and after, and and it just gives people an even more chance to make those connections and keep in touch with each other and create this amazing network that's already being created. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. It was something that you realize it's worth going in a day or two early just to oh, yes. meet people, to prepare, share ideas, make some new friends because, you know, everyone is just like, wow, you know, there's just too many people to meet in such a short span of time. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And and if I'd known that the you know the the uh, the um, um, the grove of the patriarchs was near there, and I know some people went there, I would have definitely wanted to go. I know, you know. So at next the time, time. When we were talking to people, and a few of them were staying and asked. I said, "Oh, you must go and live." I thought, "Oh, we should have probably mentioned that before." <laughs> but you know, that would have been smarter. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, you know. Rent a van or something. Take the group or part of it anyway. So that could be like a little side trip, you know. You know, we yeah, can uh, purchase a, a little idea. more, you know, some transportation for an outing at the Grove of the Patriarchs. How amazing would that be? Yeah, yeah it would be. <laughs> well, thank you so much for calling, Laurie. It's been great talking thank to you. you. You too. And give my love to Debbie and to Andrew and to, and to Tanakh. I will. I will. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Wow, what an interesting call. What an interesting call. I mean, we did meet Laurie at the event in Seattle, and it was amazing. Her chocolates, woo! <laughs> You're going to have to check them out for yourself. All right, our next caller is Kelvin. Are you there, Kelvin? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. Where are you calling from, Kelvin? Caribbean. <laughs> Oh, wow, the Caribbean. Wonderful. What would you like to talk about today? Actually, I don't want to ask. Those dance and healing gifts, that's, those are my, what I'm focusing, focusing on. I don't want to ask, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I want to ask because it's... 
you know, when I look at your energy, to me, it looks like you're still in that really big space of questioning, you know, questioning everything. And it's great to be a great questioner. It really is because you really shouldn't take information as it comes just willy nilly. You need to question it all. You need to sift through it. And while you're questioning it, you then contemplate it. So contemplating is also good. But one of the things I'm going to say for you is, and this is going to go in your don't list, is don't contemplate too long sometimes. Sometimes contemplation becomes procrastination. And when you get to that point, you then start to lose the essence of what's going on. Your mind gets too much into it. And so what I mean by that is, let's say you've, you've had a new concept, you read about it on the internet or someone told you about it, and then you, you're really questioning it, so you do some research on it uh, for a week, and then the next week you're, you're, you're thinking about, would it suit me, should I do it, uh, this and that, you know, you, you have a lot of things that go on in your head. And during that week when you're trying to sort it through, you at some point you click into an overdrive where you start to contemplate too much. For you, when I look at what's going on for you and the energy that's within you, within two days of contemplation, you already know the answer. Any extra contemplation is procrastination. And it's because either two things. One, you don't want to try it because you're too scared or two in the core being you know that it's not right for you now kelvin the music is coming up so please hold on and we'll come back to you after the music okay thank you Welcome back, everyone, to Adventures into Reality with myself, Kathy Ma, and normally the amazing Andrew Bartzis. But today he is off doing all things galactic, so he will not be here for the second part of the show either. But we will be seeing, uh, well, I guess hearing from him again very soon. And remember, for those of you who are interested to get a private session with Andrew or myself, by, please contact Tanok at Tanok at galactichistorian.com. That's T-E-N-O-C-H at galactichistorian.com. And we'll be able to get to the bottom of your issues and help you see a better way ahead. And for those of you that are trying to call into the show, please be patient because the phone lines are always so busy. But here are the numbers again. Laura's phone number is 956-217-0261. And the station number is 347-688-2902. And for those of you that want to Skype in, you need to make a contact with Laura Lee Solomon, because if she's not in the contact, in her contacts, if you are not in her contacts, then she cannot put you through. And for those of you that are on hold waiting, please remember to mute your microphone or put yourself in a not too noisy environment so that we don't hear the background noise. I also wanted to take this chance to thank all of you so much for being so supportive of my new website, which is kathyspearlsofwisdom.com. That's Kathy with a K. You've all been emailing in such wonderful comments, and really, it's really, <laughs> it, it, you touch my heart, you really do. And I thank you so much for being supportive of this show and supportive of me and Andrew. And 
if you've got any more wonderful comments, please do keep them coming. You can contact me through my website at kathyspearlsofwisdom.com. I do love hearing from all of you. I try to get to replying to them as soon as I can, um, but your your response has been overwhelming, so it's really, really great. And I thank you, thank you all so much from the bottom of my heart for being so supportive. And now we're back to Kelvin. Are you still there, Kelvin? Yes, I'm here. Hi. So what I said to you just before the break, do you, does that resonate with you at all? Mm, yeah, sometimes I I think a lot about things and I think I have to, but um, I have a question. Ooh, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you had it in you. Come on, Kelvin, what's your question? I want to know... Um, I mean, how far can you can you talk? Can you talk about drag dragons and 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 the relation that I have with them? I think that's probably more a galactic question. I'll probably leave that one for Andrew because he is the expert on that. Um, what I can tell you is that you definitely have an affinity and a lot of information is revealed to you in dream time. I know you think you have very vivid, crazy dreams, almost like a fantasy movie. But to me, when I look at it, a lot of the information that you get, the actual hardcore information is what it's about. And that's the message that, that they're trying to get across to you. What you need to do is when you do wake up, immediately write down what it is that you think you learned and then look for the message in there, because that is what is important. Okay, Ooh, thank you. Someone's madly typing. A very good typist. Uh, <laughs> Go on, help. <laughs> okay, um, um, okay. Uh, business matter. Okay. What is it that you would like to ask? Okay, I'm gonna take a step. Um, in a specific business, um, I'd like to know if, if, what do I have to be told about it, or how do I have to do it? Do's and don'ts as well for 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 those okay. steps. When I look at you and business and concepts that you have already in your head, you know, I think that whatever business idea you're planning or contemplating, I should say, I really want you to go back and rethink the target market of it. Like, to me, I like your concept a lot. I really do. I think it's going to help a lot of people. But I don't necessarily think you have thought through who is going to be the interested parties, who would be interested in that. Your assumption is too general. You need to be more specific. And then when you have identified that, I want you to think bigger. So by bigger, I mean if you're just planning to promote it within the town that you live in, I would say go bigger. Think about three countries. Does that make sense for you? I'm trying to make a sense of it, but I will whenever it comes. <laughs> You're going to <laughs> contemplate, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me leave you with this other contemplation. I want you to start thinking about what it is you want out of this business, all right? And by that, I mean not saying, oh, I, I want $5 million. That's not what I mean. I mean, of course, that'd be great, but that's not really what I mean. 
I mean, what is it that you want out of it? Do you want to feel happy that you help people? Do you want to feel that you've touched a certain percentage of people and that they can really resonate and it will change their life for them? You know, things like this, because the more that you can understand why you want to do it, the more it will make sense for you how you go about getting it. Can, can you help me by, by me saying this? Okay. Um, I think everybody can get assistance or help from it because everybody is a different level of healing or illness mm-hmm. uh, or deadiness. So it doesn't matter who you are, where you're coming from. If you're coming from the system, you can get some kind of assistance or help. Mm-hmm. Just uh, like the one you provide. So it's actually a very wide, broad, I mean, it's like everybody and everything. There's nothing out of it. Uh, then thinking in that way, how could be, how, how, how can I focus on a specific target or target market? Well, all right, let's put it like this. With what you've described, then I would say to you, yes okay, you want to help everybody, so many people can gain out of it. But for you to gain um, a certain amount of interest in it, you have to be target specific. So let's say, for example, I'm making this up now. Let's say you want to get the word out about a a healing technique because everyone in the world could benefit from it. Then you have to start somewhere. You can't target everyone in the world. You have to target um, people, you know, let's say in China that have back injuries that are over 50 first. Do you see what I mean? It's like you have to define that market, cut it up into segments first because you can't, if you just use everyone's going to benefit from it, this is not a good way for you to start promoting something because your field is too big. But once you have targeted a few different markets and you have gained interest and you have gained following, let's call it, in a healing modality or um, people that are using it, then you can expand to, you know, people, let's say, in America that are under five that have um, had accidents that they need uh, healing for their heads, you know. And I'm just making those type of things up. But you need to start doing small segments first and then swap on to other segments because when you can focus on small segments and those segments are already interested and talking about it, then they can help you generate more interest and uh, more um, word of mouth, let's call it, so that more people will look at it. You, as one person, cannot do a message to the world super effectively it would take you forever well okay not forever it'll take you a very long time but if you uh, just mm, target smaller areas where people let's say a small group of people is and i'm just again example let's say there are 100 people in that group if 60 people on that group already know about it then you have achieved your goal and you can move on to the next group because you've already got that 60 people there do you see what i mean Yes, 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 yes. You have to do smaller focus things first, smaller target markets, and they'll all keep adding up to your big target goal. 
Okay, sounds like a plan. <laughs> That's good. Oh my goodness, you didn't even need to contemplate long. <laughs> That's great. We'll jump straight into no need to procrastinate. <laughs> <laughs> But that's the thing, Calvin. You know what? I like. I really like your idea. But you just need to focus on. Let's call it the target market, one by one. You can't do it all. So, just what, what market? What market is calling me the most? I would say, what I'm going to call, um, more of an unhappy market that is between twenty. To 50 and by unhappy I mean they've had a lot of things going in their life that they need help with and one incident has led up to many multiple incidents where there is pain involved and growth is needed and support is needed and how can I reach them how can I get um how can how can I make them I mean how can I that just uh, synthesize the little message that I can put out that will be actually targeting them? I think in your instance, the easiest way to start going about it is to go to the internet and use forums. Once you define that market in your head, you will know where to find these people. And where you find these people are in forums. And that's where you can talk to them and then promote what you want to do because they will understand that you're not just saying it because you want to make money you're saying it because you care about them and you want to help them so it's like creating a website putting everything together and then going to going to forums and something well, like I, that i would say even if you were to do a website i'd say don't get too complicated go to some of those sites that you know you have, they have everything there. It's it's you know you just pay for the hosting. It's every they have so many things you can add to it, and it's kind of free. I mean, of course, it's not all free, but very cheap. And you just need some basic information. You don't need to make it very complicated. You just need to introduce you know who you are, what you're doing, um, and that's all. And then with that information in hand. Then you go to the forum. So if people want to contact you, they can go to your website, they can see what you're doing, and they can contact you from there. Okay. So forums are a very powerful way to reach people that's very targeted. And for you, I think that's going to be the easiest way to do it because the target market that you're going to be targeting is not necessarily all in one place. Like, for example, they're not all necessarily living in the same town, you know. In a sense, you have a target field, but it not, is not necessarily geographically in the same place, these people. Okay, it's worldwide. Yes, because internet is worldwide. I mean, you can, you know, I'm talking to you, we've got people from all over the world listening. I mean, it's the same thing. Because it's internet, anyone from the world can access that information. It's just a question of finding where they all go to at that particular time in their lives, you know? Okay. And um, what are the, healings mod mo the healing modalities that I already know, that I don't know that I know, um, or that, I, that I'm developing, that I should develop, or those that I'm not paying attention to that I should? 
Hmm. Wow, you fit a lot in one question. <laughs> I would say when I look at your energy, to me, it's like you already have quite a few healing modalities that you know and you are aware of you knowing them. I think that you need to start really thinking about what is going to mm, be a more hand-in-hand hand with what you're doing. So I'm, I'm really liking sound with you. I think you really should consider exploring different types of sound, uh, sound therapy and breath work because I think those two things put together with what you have now will be extremely powerful in terms of a healing modality that you can use. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. And so thank you so, so much for calling, Kelvin. It's been great to talk to you. Thank you for being so patient. <laughs> and no. I, I look forward to hearing you and your updates in a few months and how you did not procrastinate. You just thought considered and took action yeah <laughs> I know um, you can do it you have it in you I know it <laughs> thank yeah. you so much for calling Kelvin I'll have to take the next call now I'll oh wow wasn't he interesting it sometimes it's very very interesting to take calls from people that really aren't sure what they're up to or where they want to go with it they have an inkling of it but can't quite formal formulate it in words and actions yet so let's hope he does come back to us in a few months and let us know what's been going on okay so our next caller is four oh four one two hi what is your name and hi. where are you calling from my name is marty and i'm calling from pittsburgh pennsylvania Ah, hi, Marty. Hi. I was the mad typist you heard in the background, so I had ah. to... <laughs> I was like, someone's Sorry talking about really. that. <laughs> yes. Well, Very I, strange, I thought your it? excellent uh, typing skills, because you can type fast. <laughs> I can type fast. I'm a writer, so actually I was writing <laughs> ah, at okay. that time. Yes, yes. Okay, um, so, Marty, what kind of questions do you have today? Well, I called today because um, you had a chocolatier on just before, and I'm a chocolatier. And I said, hmm, that's got to be more than coincidence. So I needed to call you in because <laughs> I, I, I own a chocolate company. Totally different concept than what the previous caller phoned in and a totally different geographic area. So I just thought I would call in. And what, what weighs on my mind the most are problems my son's having with family court. Uh, and I'm I'm trying to help out, but it's so co uh, so corrupted, uh, and I just that that's what I'm what's really weighing on my mind. Although of course I would like to see my chocolate business grow too. <laughs> okay, so what what is it that's going on with your son in court then? Well, um, it's been five years since um, he was ejected from his home. He was a primary caretaker of his three children. He was finishing up his degree, so he was at home and then taking his degree by web. And here we have a thing called a PFA, uh, and um, anybody can go to a judge and say, okay, uh, this 
I'm afraid of this guy. He has to be removed. And um, in a small towns around here, they'll mostly say, okay, fine, because if they don't, there could be consequences. If they do, they don't worry of the consequences. So he was ejected from his house, couldn't see his kids for a long time. And um, then it's been nothing but shenanigans. It's been five long years. There's still no divorce. He moved away so that he could be closer to his kids. And now they're trying to, it's been a continuation of always trying to make, to um, uh, give full custody to the mother because sadly, a mother will get more money the less time uh, the father sees the children. See the problem? Mm. It's a financial incentive built into the system. And um, anybody can say, well, I'm afraid of him. That makes him a monster. You know, people hear so much about um, abuse, but they think it only goes uh, male to female. They don't understand it goes female to male. And they don't understand. I mean, just going, being in courts five years is abusive. (laughs) But, Mm. um, you know, applying for sole custody of someone who had been the primary caretaker. And it is just incredible to me. And, um, uh, the lies that have been told in court and the um, incredible uh, blindness of the courts themselves to their own processes is staggering. There's no accountability. No one's collecting even statistics on how many fit fathers are not able to see their children. Uh, there's all kind of games played with the calendar, um, for exa- uh, you know, that... Uh, for example, he made an application in another state uh, for shared custody, and um, six months later, the, uh, all of a sudden, when it was time for the hearing, the judge said, um, I have to think if I have um, uh, uh, can review this or not. And uh, then a week later, said, oh, I can review it. Now I'm going to hear her motion for it to take the kids away from you. And didn't <laughs> Like the father was not there six months ago putting in an application. It just it's, it's insane, insane how uh, how. Um, okay, so uh, I think I, I'm, I think I'm a bit confused about the part. So, um, how is it that they did not end up like? What was the separation part like? Okay, the separ- at, at first, um, at first. The, the, there was shared custody. So she had them 60% of the time. He had them 40% of the time. And remember, he was unemployed when he was cast out of his home. So if it were a mother that that happened to, that the father cast her out of his home, she had no job and uh, wasn't allowed to see the kids, everybody would say, what a tragedy, what a horrible man that is to do that. But instead, the court said, well, you should have a job because you're a man. So the fact that he was, you know, in the middle of finishing his degree and that this was what they had agreed to, that was nothing. So, but at any rate, um, after a while, um, they allowed the children to move, which means a, a, a long distance away. So that means that essentially the father was put out of their life. So he eventually finished up his degree in spite of all of this and also moved. And then when he moved, he applied to have to see the children more because obviously when you're closer, it's easier to arrange transportation for the kids. And and he he wanted to see them more like a 60-40 the way it was initially. And Mm -hmm. she she has fought to have what they call sole custody. 
she, he, so he would never, ever see the kids, and that's because she would get paid more money by him, and it's ridiculous because she, you know, she makes far more money than he does anyway. But okay, know. Marty, we're coming into the music. I am listening, yes. but can you just hold on, and we'll pick this I up will. after the end. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Welcome back, everyone, to Adventures into Reality with myself, Kathy Ma, and normally with Andrew Bartz's Galactic Historian. But today he is doing all things galactic and is not on the show. We will no doubt hear from him again very soon. He is doing lots of preparation work for all the new content he will be doing. So we all wait with bated breath. So keep in touch with him and what he's doing at his website, which is andrewbartzis.com. And if you'd like to learn more about me, please check out my website, which is kathyspearlsofwisdom.com. That's Kathy with a K. And for those of you who are interested in a private session and that want to go deeper with your questions with either Andrew or myself, go ahead and contact Tanok at tanok at galactichistorian.com. That's T-E-N-O-C-H at galactichistorian.com. Um, and so now we're back to Marty. Are you still there, Marty? Thank you, Kathy. Yes, I'm here. You're Thank you. Welcome. Thank you for holding. So I think I understand pretty much that, that situation. So let's look at it in a different way. Let's look at it in terms of what we think is going to happen in terms of this court ruling, court progress, what whatever we're going to call it. To me, it looks like that the indeed has been a lot of chaos with the communication and a lot of things that have been said that are uh, not true or, you know, <clears throat> grossly exaggerated, etc. I mean, you know, I'm yep. just seeing so much information fly in front of me. I'm like, wow, <laughs> I don't even know yeah. what to make of some of that. Yeah, um, but that's absolutely true. But what I'll say is that he has a little bit of a way to go yet with this journey. Unfortunately, I don't think it's all over yet. It will take a little bit longer. Um, please tell him to be patient because okay. in the end, it's worth having fought for all of this because in the end, he will get what he wants and in terms of access to his kids. I don't think it's going to end up with, in the end, one has sole custody, one does not. I think it's going to be a distribution, a fair distribution of time. But... One of the things that I like about what he's done and I like about why he's persevered because eventually people will be able to read all this and they will know the truth and the truth will come out. Don't you worry about that. The truth will good. come out all in good. good time. It is now just a process which, you know, he's in a system and that's just the way it's going to play out for now. But it's a sort of situation situation where I say he's very righteous and right by righteous I mean what he's doing is right it's just and he will get the result that is right and that is fair and by fair I'm saying that both parents have access I'm not siding with one side or the other in terms of a child and their development and as they go through time, they will make their own choices. It will be what can be considered fair. It is going to be a bit longer, though. Um, and I can only put it like this. It will be in under two years that all this will be resolved. 
and I'm putting a long time stamp on it because I don't want you to panic when time when this and that happens. So well before your two users pass from today, this will already be resolved. And that's what you need to remember. Right. Don't worry about the ups and downs of day to day and that there is never going to be an ending. There will. And it will come suddenly very quickly and very justly. And none of no one involved will expect it to have ended and just finished like that. But it will be sudden and you will be happy with the end result. Right. He will be happy with the end result. Okay. And the truth will come out. So you know, it's not a good thing that this has happened. It's not a right thing this has happened, but the truth will come out. And that's what we need to hold on to. That's you know. what we need, yeah. Yeah. So it, it is kind of good news, but just not yet, you know. But right. th there right. is a positive end result, so hold on to that and just right. keep the faith. I will. Thank you, know. you Kathy. And good remember, he, he's righteous, and that's all that matters. Yes. yes. I was telling him to put on the belt of righteousness, so... Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and just quickly, looking at yes. your chocolate business, yes, I really think you need to increase your distribution. Okay. You need to really prepare yourself because something is going to come up soon and you're going to get a massive order. You need to be okay. prepared. So right. um, if you can imagine in your own head, if you suddenly got a massive order, like, Let's say an order is, is you know, 100. You might get one that's suddenly 300. What yep. would you do? Do you right. have all the information ready and everything that you would need at, at your fingertips? You don't I necessarily so. have to have it, but you just, you know. So yep. be prepared for that. I like it. it. I think the expansion will be good. And good. it's also going to be unexpected because you've been putting a few little seeds out there and they just haven't come yep. to fruition and you're getting yep. frustrated. So don't. Yep they are growing and they will come to fruition so i like what you've been doing well done and you thank will you. reap benefits from it great thank you you're welcome thank you thank so you much for calling call, Kathy. Oh, thank you I, bye bye i am most honored to have talked to you today Me all right too. Bye, bye thank you <laughs> bye bye <laughs> wow what an interesting call ah oh. There's always so much drama that goes on every day with people's lives. Drama, trauma, whether it's good or bad. Well, obviously trauma is not good, but, you know, ups and downs. And sometimes it's really hard to keep sight of the goal because you just feel so beaten down and, like, th things are insurmountable. Um, but one of the things I always find very helpful when you're in that kind of situation is just to, in your daily meditation or your daily creation just always put it out there that you have the positive end result don't ask specifically for what it is but that it's positive so that you know when it comes and you've created something positive it will come for you but it just might not be in the way that you expected keep the faith definitely marty all right, our next caller is 707. Are you there? Kathy, can you hear me? I can. Oh, this is Amaranta. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. And where are you calling from? I yes. forgot. Um, I'm calling from California. I met you at the event. I gave you a painting. And I know. you gave me advice to a 
try harder to make it to the event, and I did, and it was wonderful. Wow, I'm so glad. It was so nice to meet you, and I have your picture right next to me. I love it. Andrew loved his picture, too. Oh, that's so cool to hear. Thank you. Yeah, he's got it up in his house, too. So thank you. There's a piece of you with us. <laughs> that's what I want. I want to make, like, a grid all over the planet and, um, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I know. I know. So what is your question today? Um, I just wanted to check in with um, you about one art business and then also um, there's sort of a home dynamic going on um, and you're talking about righteousness and things like that. Um, it's just gotten a bit uncomfortable, like people ganging up on others because I live with several people and there was one person that made a decision recently to behave inappropriately towards women and so we're kind of trying to be strict and have zero tolerance and have him removed. And now um, a lot of my housemates, a few of them, three of them are like unhappy with me and I'm, you know, trying to take the higher road. But what do you see as far as like what I could do to improve my uh, feelings of how I feel in my own home? Well, that is a multifaceted question, to be honest. Um, I think what you have done, what uh, the um, what you've put out there is good. I think there should be zero tolerance um, to actions like that. Um, let me uh, let me cut this up a little bit. The first thing is. I hope you do realize that your living situation is not ideal, right? That, you know, when you share a space, and, and this goes for any people that have roommates or sometimes very extended families, when you share a space with people that um, on a day-to-day -day basis in a home environment, you're all influenced by each other, all right? So, and, and you know, this has a lot to do with, the Chinese feng shui as well. So every person's energy does interact and affect other people within the home. When I look at what's going on for you, I'm really not loving your home environment with the people that are involved. So the first thing I would say is, are you open to having a different living environment altogether? I'm very open to that as long as I have the means. As long as you have what, sorry? Uh, the resources. Right. Um, so that would be my first choice for you, okay? My second way of looking at this situation is the people that are not mm, treating you, let's just say they're not being so nice about what's going on and giving you hassle. Um, to me, they have their own issues that are going on, and the way they are treating you is pretty shocking, really. Um, they should grow up and learn to respect others and other people's opinions and other people's boundaries. If they cannot do that, then that's on them. That's not on you. Okay. So it's important for you to distinguish that, that situation with them and your situation. 
So it's not about something that you have done or something that you have said or something that you could do to improve it. This is something that's on them. And if they can't adapt and change and step up, then there's nothing you can ever do about that. And that situation will not be resolved to your satisfaction. Okay. Okay. And it's difficult to see that because you guys have spent good time together. But, you know, sometimes that's just the way it is. If they, you know, people are different. And if they can't honor you and your opinion, your boundaries, etc., then they really shouldn't be in your life. Um, Okay. And if at such time that they can evolve and understand um, their actions were not really great and can amend them, then okay, that might be a time where you can share space again. But at this moment, I would say not so much. So I would almost say, you know what, these people are really not worthy of being in your life right now. Um, If you are stuck in that environment, then take measures to not include them in a lot of your life. When you're in your home environment, do a lot more cleansing, you know, really build up your aura to repel people's opinions and and yucky ideas that you don't need okay because it's more about protecting you and who you are as a being than worried about how they feel okay okay thank you um in terms of having another environment that you could um go to i would say i think currently it'd be very difficult for you to move um and as you mentioned it's a lot of it is financial, um, but there are other alternatives that you could consider, um, whether it's living with a family member or bunking in with a friend for a while, just at least to get out of that energy, regroup, um, and then make plans for a, another type of environment. Because no matter what happens, the environment you're in now is kind of burnt. So even if you do all agree to play nice and make good, it is never going to be the same. So whether you want to stay there or you, you know, sort of go through a little bit of a harder time um, being with someone else in the interim before you find your next place, that's entirely your personal choice. But I think you'll reach a point where this is going to be very difficult to live with. So if you do Mm. get to that point, don't, feel bad don't ever feel bad don't feel like you did anything wrong don't feel like it's your fault none of this is your fault it's just the way it is and you know sometimes life sucks (laughs) but then you make changes and then you create a new reality and sometimes when you you know you're making changes it's tough and you have to go through some a few tough times, harder times for a while until you have time to create the new next step. So it's up to you how long you want to stay in that environment. But ultimately, you will need to move. Okay, that's good to know. Um, if I do move, do you see me staying in the area or leaving the area? I think... Um, If you wanted to stay in that area, it's okay, but you'd probably find something more on the outer fringes or what you would consider the outer fringes of the area. Um, But, you know, when I look at what's going on for you in in your life as a general, I would say I wouldn't really put you 
where you are located in California um, a long time, at the most maybe two years, and that's if you've resisted the change. Because mm -hmm. mm. change is coming. It's definitely coming. Um, you just have to be open to it. And I know, I know you think you're open to it, but at the end of the day, you're not as adventurous as you think you would like to be. So sometimes courage is needed to make change. Um, and it's not easy. It really isn't easy. But always trust in that you can make the right decision for yourself. That's an important thing you need to learn. Okay. Am I the right owner for this new dog that I've brought into my life? Like, Because I feel like he's a blessing. Like, you know, I really felt guided to get him. Um, and now that you're mentioning moving, I'm like, wow, now I have to find a place that would be dog friendly. He's pretty big. I don't know. Well, I'm not saying that you can't have a pet, but this dog is not for you. You're a caretaker before it's next home. This dog has a home with a family with kids. And I think in okay. your heart, you know that would be the best for the dog. But you mm. are his caretaker for now. And that's good. That's good. You've both giving each other something that you need for now. But this dog is not meant for you long term. And when the right family appears, you'll know it. You just absolutely okay. know it. Okay. Uh, that's really helpful. Um, should I expect to make money off of my art? I think in terms of your art, of what you're doing, I think later, not now. For you, you have to think more commercial at the moment. You have to think about what it is that you think you can sell. Okay, I know it's not a great way to view it, but at this moment in your life, for you to have financial gain off it, you have to think more about what will sell rather than what you want to create. I'm not saying don't create what you want to create because they will sell, but it'll be a bit later. That timing is not here yet. So at the moment, to continue that, you have to think, how can I make this more commercial? Okay. Again, I know not great news, but you can do it. You really can do it. Think of it more like this. How are you going to work the system for it to work for you over the next two years so that it will give you the financial freedom to do what you want for the next five? Mm. Put it to yourself like that because that's a much easier pill to swallow for you. <laughs> and it, it, it's very much the way it's going to work for you. What can you do to create financial freedom for yourself later? Because once mm. once you work that out, then you've got a highly motivated person that will do as much as she can, work as hard as she can to get that nest egg so you have that financial freedom for the next five. And you see that nest egg being a result of art making as opposed to working at for a company or some other business? I see that as you having to ply your trade in a commercial way like it doesn't sit well with you because it's not your sole creation but when you recognize why you're doing it and that you're putting a clock on it it's easy just rem 
remain focused on why you're doing it. Okay. And when you say that I should be moving to a different environment, is there like a specific geography that you think would work for me? You will have an offer to move and that's why you move. It's the first serious offer you've had and it's a no-brainer. When you get offered it, you'll just go. But you okay. will be scared to go. That's why I'm saying it sounds easy, but it's, you know, kind of not. I know you in in your mind you think you're open to it, but emotion doesn't always jump forth with the mind. <laughs> right. But when you when you have that offer to move, you will move. It might take you longer than expected to make that choice, but you still will do it. Okay, and then I haven't had like a serious partnership in a few years because um, I dissolved one and then have been kind of looking and enjoying. And then I have like a soulmate friend right now and we've definitely crossed the line from friendship, but um, we both understand that it's not sustainable. But um, is there anything you can tell me about like what we're supposed to learn from one another? This relationship to me does not look that healthy, in all honesty. Um, I don't like it for you because there is not an equal give and take. Um, you give too much, the person takes too much, expects too mm. much, and you give too much. So, um, you know, not that all relationships are equal, but I don't like the way this is unfolding. Um, I know you, you've just said that, you, you know, it, it may not be forever and et cetera, but that's just your self-justification, you know. Remember this. You are an absolutely wonderful human being. You have so much love to give. You really do. You know, when I look at how big your heart is and how much love you have to give, it brings tears to my eyes. It really does. You deserve and will get someone that can match that. This is not that person. This person is just sucking life out of you, metaphorically speaking. This person's heart is not available to you. And the sooner you can see that, the better off you'll be. You have to remember, you are worthy of great love. You have the right to great love and you will get great love. Until you get something that you consider at least close to that, it is just a dalliance and treat it as such. Okay. And then one last question. I'm this not is, in good terms with my sister. Did you have an argument? Um, I was late for the airport, and yes, we had an argument. In this argument, was a lot of old stuff brought up? Uh, not particularly. It was just kind of more in the moment, like you know, it was a stressful. Like I was, <laughs> I was trying to move to uh, New York from California, and she was trying to be kind and send me off. And then when I was running late, it stressed everyone out. 
I ask you these questions because to me it doesn't look like it was just a one-off, this is what happened situation. It seems like there's a lot of old stuff that's related to it, uh, attached to it, right. I should say. Um, well, as sisters as well, of course, there's a lot of unresolved stuff with many siblings. To me, it's it's a lot like, I'll make this twofold. One of the parts of this is that she doesn't get you and it's very frustrating for you to talk to her or to get her to understand how you think or how you feel. So you, you are frustrated and you view what she does a little bit as interfering. On her side, a lot of it is you don't seem to respect her thoughts or her mind and a time, etc. Um, so you're both coming from really different angles to a relationship um, and not meeting each other in the middle because you can't find that middle ground because you're both so busy holding on to these other things. Until you two can resolve that middle ground, oh no, sorry, until you can resolve, let's say, these core issues, you won't be able to find that middle ground. Oh, that's our music. So what I'm going to say to this is you need to go back into this relationship. Think about all the things that you think that she did wrong or you did wrong. Resolve them with each other and then move forward. Because until that happens, nothing else can. Uh, and thank you so much for calling. That's, we've run out of time. And sorry, Abaraha, we really ran out of time to get to you. If you contact us next week at the beginning, we'll put you through. Thank you everyone for listening to